Today is Wednesday, May 9th, 2018. I think this is my first podcast for May because I've been so freaking lazy that I haven't gotten on the microphone to do any kind of recording. So here I am. I'm back, May 9th. So I actually have like one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven things on my list of things to talk about, but some are minor and I may not even get to them. I don't know. But one thing I wanted to just to start off with was um, I noticed that a lot of uh, YouTubers are now starting podcasts. Has anyone noticed this? I mean, if you are a person who watches YouTube videos a lot and you you know watch a lot of the major people, um, you may have noticed that they're starting their own podcast now. One in particular is, of course, Casey Neistat, because he's my um, absolute favorite uh, YouTuber. But there are others as well, but I'll just start with Casey Neistat. He and his wife, Candace, started a new podcast called, uh, wait a minute, let me think, <laughs> I had it right in my head. Oh, it's called Couples Therapy. Now, they, it's like, the first one was like a 30-minute episode, and I think they have another one coming out, one today or tomorrow, I can't wait, today's Wednesday, maybe it's Thursday or Friday, I'm not sure. In any case, I think it's very interesting that, that these YouTubers are just now um, within the last two to three months, well, some have started before that, um, let's say within the last year, have discovered podcasting when, as if it's a new thing, because uh, as you know, I've, I've been podcasting since 2005, and there have been a lot of podcasters who have been podcasting for just as long, and I just find it really interesting that, that they have this new discovery for podcasts. Well, the, the thing about it is that they know how to monetize their podcasts, and here's how they they've been able to do it. For example, Casey Neistat, he is huge on YouTube. I think he has 9.3 million followers or subscribers as subscribers on YouTube. So he can easily mention his podcast in his on his vlogs and instantly have 9 million listeners on his podcast. So with that in mind, um, advertisers will approach him and say, okay, well, if you mention our product, we'll pay you such and such amount of money. So he'll he'll simply say, today's podcast is sponsored by so-and-so, so go out and buy their product, blah, 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 and he's instantly monetizing yet another media, medium, whatever. The other thing, too, is he can make twice as much money because he... Uh, while he's recording the podcast, he is shooting video of that podcast. He creates a new channel on YouTube called Couples Therapy and posts the video of them recording the podcast. And then that gets monetized and he makes money off that. So I think I'm really missing out. I should be recording myself doing these podcasts and then posting them on a new channel on YouTube and to see you know, if I could do the same kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I just, I find it interesting. I, I, I find it really interesting because to them, podcasting is like a new thing. It, like they act like it's a new thing. They buy all this ex- outrageously expensive equipment. Um, Casey Nice has even built a studio in the basement of his 368 um, office space. Uh, he had the, uh, well, he does his podcasting through this app called Anchor. So you, you can get it there, but you can get it everywhere. Because I found it on iTunes. But um, they're not the only ones. I watch these guys called Colin and Samir. And I may have mentioned them before about um, because they're like videographers and they produce movies for people and advertising for people. But they also have their YouTube channel where they give us tips about um, making videos and 
They also have this thing I, I know I mentioned before, the Weekend Film Fest, where on Friday they give you a topic and you have the weekend to shoot a video and then post it to Twitter by Sunday night. And then they announce a winner on Monday and they, they only send you a sticker or something simple like that. But those guys just announced their podcast yesterday. They now have a podcast and they're going to be doing the exact same thing that Casey Neistat's doing. Record the podcast on video, post it on a new channel on YouTube about their podcast. And I'm, I did not subscribe to their podcast because the first one's like an hour and 20 minutes long. And I don't know, I'm sure, well, some of you may know, I do not listen to podcasts that are that long unless it's something special like uh, Foul Monkeys or Lotzel because I just don't have the attention span for that long for a podcast. I like podcasts that are about 30 minutes long, 15 to 30 minutes long. Uh, that's about what I like. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I, I have to think about this because I'm, I'm only podcasting like once every 10 days, it seems. And that wouldn't be, oh, there goes my chair. That wouldn't be very much content for a YouTube channel is to just have me standing in front of or sitting in front of a microphone talking with the computer in front of me because that's how I'm doing it now. And I guess the problem is I need someone to talk to because um, on Casey Neistat's, it's he and his wife, Candace, and they're sitting there talking to each other and then reacting to each other. And they had pizza in the first video. And I mean, it was like, I guess it would be a video to watch, but I'm not watching a you know 30 minute to an hour long video. Um, I'm watching people talk. Oh, the other person is Sarah Dietschy has her own podcast. I've subscribed to her YouTube channel. So I just, I don't know. I just think that's interesting that like, you know, all of a sudden, ta-da, podcasting's a new thing, and we're going to do a podcast. Well, there's like 9 million podcasts out there, and, and getting enough listeners to, you know, like, for example, as I said, I think I said this last week, I only have around 300 listeners, at least, well, I don't even know if they're listening, but about 300 downloads per podcast. Some of them vary, some are more, some are less, but around 300 um, downloads, because I can see that in my statistics. And that's not enough to... Uh, attract a, a, some kind of advertiser, someone who wants to advertise something on my podcast. And for one thing, I never really talk about anything specific. Everyone knows I like Coca-Cola and I like pizza and I like Apple products. Well, Apple's not going to approach me and say, we would love to advertise on your podcast when I only have 300 people. That's just not enough. Whereas, as I said, Casey Neistat has 9 million. And I think Colin and Samir have uh, 55,000. And I think Sarah Dietschy has, maybe she has 400,000. I don't know. Anyway, I just find that interesting. Anybody who is uh, in both both genres of media, um, I wonder if anybody else has noticed that. And if so, do you watch their podcasts on YouTube? Let me know what you think, because I'm curious about that. Now, something else I was thinking about uh, lately, and I, I, I don't know why this came up, came into my head, but in Hawaii, I, I don't, I don't know that I have any listeners in Hawaii, <clears throat> excuse me, but they're having a volcano, the um, Kilauea volcano, which is which has been actually erupting since like 1972 or something like that. But now they've got these weird cracks in the earth away from the volcano that are now spewing lava and burning down houses and ruining property and all that stuff. My question to you is, is there such a thing as volcano insurance? You know how you have flood insurance, you have fire insurance, you have um, car insurance, all these things. Is there such a thing as volcano insurance? Because that's, as they would say in the business, I'm sure, that's an act of God. Um, so can you insure against a volcano? 
I'm curious about that. Only because really, I feel bad for these people because if you think about it, a layer of lava burns down your house and it's all over your property. That's not really something that you can um, recover or rebuild or whatever because lava becomes rock. And how do you, you know, it takes like, I don't even know, hundreds or thousands of years for that lava to become dirt again. So uh, I'm just curious about that. Why or how? <laughs> I guess I have too many questions. Um, well, I guess my biggest question is, is there volcano insurance? Is there anybody out there in the insurance industry who um, maybe knows about this? Is there such a thing as volcano insurance? Because I'm just curious, you know. Now, um, moving on to another thing. I don't know if you saw, but I tweeted it out yesterday. I have a new video on my YouTube channel called Everyday Carry. Now, for those of you who were not paying attention to that, it's a video that talks about the items that you carry with you every day. Like you never leave the house with these items, these specific items. Ooh, excuse me. That sound like big fatty. Um, for example, your wallet. You would never leave the house without your wallet. And probably your keys, your house keys, car keys, mailbox keys, whatever. And for me, I never leave the house without my phone, my Apple Watch, and my glasses. And I explain all these things in the video. Like, why do I have these things? Like, for, well, for example, the glasses, I, I cannot read anything without my glasses. So anywhere we go, if we go to a restaurant, if we go to uh, anywhere that I, I know I'm going to be reading something like a winery and I'm going to read the, the uh, wine tasting menu or whatever, I'm going to need my glasses. So I take my glasses everywhere. Um, I don't necessarily wear them because they're only for reading, but I have, I'll have them in a pocket. And of course, I take my wallet with me because, you know, you need your license and your credit cards and cash. And if you're going to like the doctor, you need your, your medical card. And so you, you need all that stuff with you. So you take a wallet with you every day. It's like the same thing like for women that carry a purse with all that stuff in there. And then, of course, your phone these days, you really can't leave home without your phone. You really need it for everything, for your social media, for your communication, for your contact list. I mean, you need your phone for everything. Plus, um, if you have any kind of downtime sitting somewhere, you're going to look at your phone to see what's going on on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or check your email or something like that. So you're going to take your phone with you everywhere. And because um, I don't really necessarily uh, qualify my Apple Watch as jewelry because I don't wear any jewelry, no rings or anything, even my wedding ring, I don't wear it until unless it's a special occasion, like if we're uh, meeting people or whatever. I don't know. I, I just don't wear it. So my watch has to go on my wrist every day because I check my exercise rings all the time. I am I'm constantly checking, uh, do I need to stand up? Do I need to uh, walk more or whatever? Like, for example, today, if I look at the statistics for today, well, I got up early and did my exercises early today, and then I went walking around the cathedral with a friend for a couple hours, I already have 14,000 steps today. That is 6.29 miles, which is a really good day for me. I still need to stand up three more times to get a full day of standing up. But um, so I need my watch with me. I really, I really need my watch with me. And if by some chance, like if I'm just running to the grocery store and I don't take my phone with me, but I do have my watch on, it's a cellular watch, so I can still get messages and communicate with it. I can make phone calls with it. So I guess I could leave my phone at home, but not for long periods of time. Anyway, the whole point of this is that I made a video of my everyday carry, and you can check it out on YouTube. It's only like three minutes long, so um, go over there and watch it. 
And if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe. I think I even, no, I know I've said that before on this podcast, just subscribe to subscribe to my YouTube channel because I need to get up to a thousand subscribers so that I can monetize the channel again. I think I'm at 850 something. Maybe it's 860. I don't know. Uh, anyway, go over there and subscribe. Even if you never watch the videos, just subscribe so I can get the subscriber. <laughs> anyway, um, over the weekend, we had a dinner party. And I'm sure I've talked about dinner parties before, but um, this was our spring dinner party, even though it feels like summer with these temperatures. I think today it's getting up to 81. But anyway, we had um, one, two, three, four, uh, five of our uh, good friends over for a dinner party, and my husband made a leg of lamb. He likes to do a leg of lamb in the spring, I guess, because it's the whole religious thing and the and lamb and all. I don't know. I didn't eat it. But um, he, uh, on the menu, he did... a. Uh, well, three courses, and then a friend brought a dessert. He made um, leek soup. I think it's leek and something else, but it's leek soup. And I don't, I don't eat leek soup, but um, he put like a little bacon bits on it, and um, uh, oh, I can't think of that green thing. There's oh, chives. He put chives on. It. I think it's chives. Leek soup with bacon and chives, and then for the salad course, he put greens on a plate, and then he baked in the oven. Um, goat cheese that had been rolled in like a floury mix of spices and flour, not flour, um, breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs and spices. And then he uh, lightly toasted them in the oven. And uh, like each person got a little bit of greens and then two of these um, goat cheese things. I forget what he called them. And then a little um, piece of uh, baguette. So you could decide if you want to put the cheese on the baguette or not. And everyone was just raving about those. They absolutely loved those. So that was the um, second course, salad course. Then the main course, or the meat course, it was the leg of lamb. He had um, like honey roasted carrots with, uh, I think it was rosemary in them, or, or like laid up across the top of them so they can get the flavor. And then um, he did pearl pasta. Um, I think that's it, those three things. And then a friend of mine brought a big-ass cake as a dessert. It's a, it was a seven-layer chocolate cake. And the icing was this peanut butter. Well, it was. he said he mixed up egg whites, sugar, and peanut butter and kind of like whipped it. So it was this like light frosting with the f uh, peanut butter flavor. And that was between all the layers and on top of the cake. And then on, on a couple of the layers, he put those mini Reese peanut butter cups um, in with the in between the slices in between the layers of cake and that was so good we still actually have a little bit left over uh, it was just absolutely delicious so we had a really nice dinner party with of course a wine with each course and lots of conversation we had a great political discussion on trump and oh god that that leads me to the next thing um so the dinner party was really good the last guest did not leave until quarter till three in the morning because we were just drinking and talking and hanging out. But as I was said, that leads me to the next topic, and that's our asshole of a president, President Trump, who just yesterday decided to pull out of the nuclear Iran or the, the Iran nuclear nuclear deal. And that's probably the first time he ever pulled out. Ha 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 joke, get it? But I don't think he really realizes, and I know that we had all these allies who were encouraging him not to pull out of the deal, but what I don't, what I, I, I don't know if he's just stupid or if somebody is telling him something different or different things. But 
surely doesn't this mean that now Iran will continue their nuclear program and um, what is it called? They have to refine the uranium or whatever to make the bombs. I, don't you think that they'll do that? I mean, they would be stupid not to because there's no one enforcing the deal for them to stop. So that that just uh, he's just an idiot. He's an idiot every fucking day. He's a fucking idiot every fucking day. Um, here's the sad part, though. People are seeing the, the jobs, the, the uh, unemployment rate dropped to 3.9%, and it hasn't been that low for 17 years or something like that, or the year 2000 or something like that. They're going to see stuff like that, and they're going to say, oh, he's a good president. We should reelect him. I just hope that there's enough people who have a memory of this man and will not forget all the shit that he's doing. And I'm not just talking about the nuclear, the Iran nuclear deal. I'm talking about little things like rolling back regulations from the EPA, um, all these little things, these executive orders that can, those can, executive orders can easily be be, um, overturned. But any legislation that he got through, like the major tax cuts that are going to the rich and the businesses, um, those are harder to pull back on. So anyway, I just hope that we have enough people with a strong memory to remember what an idiot he's been and do not reelect him. I mean, surely people who elected him, you know, voted for him the first time have, have realized, Oh God, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. And they won't vote for him again, but you know, he's got like a, I don't know, 30, 35% base who are going to vote for him no matter what he does, no matter how many people he sleeps, women he sleeps with, no matter how many um, prostitutes he has. I just, you know, ugh, they'll vote for him no matter what. Even if he actually did stand in front of, in Fifth Avenue and shot somebody, they would still reelect him. That's how stupid they are. Anyway, um, just to, I, I don't know if I mentioned it or not. I, I forget what I talked about on my last on my last podcast but i think i was talking about this this imac g4 that i got from this guy on um on um, craigslist and i got it for a dollar and then i um decided to put money into it so i upped the ram to the max amount which was only one gig that cost like 15 bucks and then i actually decided to put an ssd drive in there and a new cd-rom drive so um that is all back together and it's working beautifully and it's quite fast actually. I guess anytime you put an SSD in anything, it's going to be a lot faster than it was before. Well, it's a hell of a lot faster than it was before. So it's a really cool computer and I plan to make a video of it soon for my um, Macintosh channel. I mean my Apple channel on YouTube. And speaking of my YouTube channels, my book reading channel, I almost have 10,000 subscribers. I think I'm 40 people away from... 10,000 subscribers and I get I don't know 10 to 20 a day subscribers that is so I'll be at uh, 10,000 before you know it now um, that is actually everything on my list yeah oh no I'm supposed to mention that this is teacher appreciation week and I'm no longer a teacher but um, I have lots of friends who are so I wish them uh, teacher appreciation well we have this text um a group text that luckily they've kept me on, even though I don't work there anymore. Um, So I was wishing everyone a happy Teacher Appreciation Week. And actually, Tuesday was Teacher Appreciation Day. I didn't do anything for my husband because he's not my teacher, but um, he teaches somebody. Anyway, if you have friends who are teachers, make... Oh, I'm going to hang up on them. I don't know why I'm getting a phone call.
Oh, that's interesting. I got a text from them. Anyway, that's all I have for today. So <laughs> thank you for listening and go to subscribe on my YouTube channel. And um, until next time, bye.